Welcome back to Brand Beats. My name is Andrew. I'm Chris. I'm Steve. I'm Erwin. So we were um, just kind of discussing a little bit of a follow-up to what we had talked about, I think, earlier in the season, um, the topic of politicized brands, um, just thinking about, you know, how brands, the expectation today from a lot of consumers is that brands come and take a stand on a lot of different issues, whether that be social or geopolitical, whatever it may be. Um, and we thought it would be a good time to maybe do a follow-up or an elaboration given, you know, what's kind of going on with Nike and the Colin Kaepernick campaign and how that sort of sparked a lot of controversy out there amongst, uh, well, not just our culture, but just consumers and what that means for a business to start operating in this space. And, um, and I think there was some, you know, pretty interesting points that we've all been kind of talking about. I mean, yeah. I what, what's yeah. Been kind and of I think, thought? I think just to restate the same thing you just said. So yes, we talked about politicized brands um, at the beginning of this year, just identifying how because of the political situation and because everything is hyper politicized, um, brands kind of have to fall into that just because culture itself is hyper politicized. So now, as we've kind of talked about hyper-locality and the need for brands to really focus on community, understand community, and understand the people and the individuals behind those communities. And then we talked about open source culture, which is how brands need to now open up and um, become a little bit more accessible to those people in those communities. Mm -hmm. And also recognize that with open source culture, it, it started to raise the level of what somebody demands from a brand they demand a little bit more of a personal connection mm -hmm. because the playing field of brand individual and small brand or individual which is brand me or an influencer on youtube a small brand a mom and pop shop or a local store and a large brand all now have a level playing field in the minds of gen z right so gen z looks at an influencer the same way they look at nike um, they all they look at them as brands <clears throat> so what that kind of all leads up to is this idea that Gen Z or the younger generation really expect brands to act as a platform for their ideas or that's really how brands should be responding to the current climate to the politicized climate to open source culture to um, hyper localization brands should now become platforms for their communities and for the people who support them, for the people who buy their product, um, for their ideas, right? And I think a great example of that is someone like Nike. Like when we first talked about politicized brands, it was during the equality campaign. And so the fact that even at that moment, they were using the idea of sport as the great unifier to talk about equality. So it was directly aligned with who Nike is and what Nike does. And then now, kind of moving forward, we've seen Nike double down on culture by investing in people like Virgil, by investing in um, people like Skepta, right? So they're, they're kind of on a global scale investing in culture, and then they drop this ad that showcases and highlights Colin Kaepernick. Even though Colin Kaepernick was not the only person in the ad, that's like the only thing people are talking about. They were actually talking a lot about embracing culture, following your dreams, no matter how big they are, yeah. right? Like whatever, like challenging yourself. That's what the whole ad was talking about. And it ended with Colin Kaepernick, which was like the, he's the, the bomb. He's the linchpin, yeah. right? And all of it. Right? Yeah. But, it, but it's, but essentially they became at that point, they had become a platform for culture, right? By reinvesting and doubling down in culture, 
and streetwear, et cetera. And now they became a platform again for the people who support them, the athletes, the individuals, the culture. They became a platform for this larger idea. Yeah. For what the people who buy their products are thinking, feeling, and doing. Yeah, I think I think that's the the interesting side of this that you have to sort of give credit to them for you know we talked about when we talked about politicized brands we talked about having a right to operate in the space right Mm -hmm. like when you do decide to take a stand what is your why why are you taking a stand right and that is when things you know become opportunistic for a lot of brands who are looking back to you know hey look at figures in the past and leverage them as a way to sort of say yeah, now that that thing that we all is agree is on the right side of history, we'll try and leverage that as mm-hmm. an opportunity, like an opportunistic way of, yeah. of capitalizing on this. Whereas where I give credit to Nike for this is, this is sort of a controversial subject in the moment. And it's a little bit like obscure from sport. Yeah. A little bit, you know, it's really, it's, it's sport kind of tangentially because it is, uh, because of who Colin Kaepernick is um, and, you know, where he made his statement. But ultimately, what he's talking about has very little to do with sport. Yeah. You know what I mean? It has, has so much to do with something going on in the social scene in, 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 in America. Yeah. And um, so their right to speak there isn't as clear as it often can be. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, the very direct correlation between equality becoming a, a big conversation topic that happened in sport made a lot of sense. This one, they were just thinking, well, this is the right thing to say and do. We agree with where he stands on this topic, and we are going to support that, mm-hmm. even though this may be an unpopular yeah. opinion. And I think that's where they get that credit, and a lot of that controversy is, um, you know, most people... They're, they're, they're more so just disagreeing with the fact that they didn't like what Colin Kaepernick did. Not necessarily with Nike's opinion on this. It's mm-hmm. just that he, being the linchpin in all of this, is... He's the person who delivered that final message. Right. right. Exactly. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily call it an unpopular opinion. I think it's just Nike drawing a line in the sand, which is like really special. Because mm-hmm. not many people are doing that. And when it's done and when it's done right, mm-hmm. it's like powerful. Mm-hmm. And people yeah. take notice, and um, I think that's what makes it so special. Yeah. It's like they do have people who are supporting this; they do have people who are backing it. But it's just drawing that final line well, in the sand and saying, I mean, "Like their sales went up." I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on web. Um, and it is interesting because I think we were having a discussion with someone else, which was the counterpoint. Their origin, their brand is founded on this idea that everybody with a body is an athlete, right? So this is a departure from athletics, but just as a brand in general, and at what their products have done over time, all of their products have become culture, right? Mm-hmm. Even every single Jordan. Jordan himself did not necessarily take a political stance, but the Jordans in themselves were culture. The Air Max was culture. A lot of the things that they release become culture even though they're made for sport, right? Right. And so I think it's almost, over time, they've really begun to dive deep into that, recognize that, and even invest in that from their investment in Virgil, mm-hmm. from their investment in like Drake with the OVO collaboration. Oh, collaboration. That's all right. And we'll then they just you. like did a collaboration with Skepta. So mm-hmm. they are investing in culture and people that are pushing culture forward. Right. Right. So they started doing that. So, I mean, obviously it was calculated because they, they're doing that continuously. Yeah. And then they released this ad. 
that it's more of a overarching culture ad than it is just an athletic ad. Right. What's the counterpoint? The counterpoint that some might say is that because the brand is rooted in athleticism and athletes, then to start investing in things that aren't necessarily directly tied to athletics sport, that's what makes it detached from the Nike brand itself. Right. And then I would argue that Nike's brand and Nike in general is just recognizing its position in culture. Right. Even if it started as a brand that was just for athletes and that recognized that everybody with a body is an athlete, they have become, they're recognizing their position as a culture leader, right? Also recognizing that, and this goes back to open source culture, where we talked about Gen Z not identifying as one thing or another. They are multifaceted. And I think we've had, like, there was discussions a while ago within our industry about people not being brand loyal. But I think people weren't brand loyal because they viewed brands as homogenous. They viewed brands as, if I wear this, I'm saying this. If I wear this, I'm saying this one thing. I'm not saying something overarching culture. I'm saying like, if I wear um, this big logo, it's just saying I'm an athlete. And I think since people don't necessarily view themselves like that, they begin to move away from the big logos. They begin to move away from associating themselves with this brand or this brand or this brand, mixing brands together because they wanted to tell the story of who they are uniquely. And so I think Nike doing this, recognizing that athletes are not just athletes. They use their athleticism and all of that stuff as a platform. From LeBron James starting a school to Colin Kaepernick using the platform to raise awareness about what's going on in a community that he cares about, that he's directly affected by. Um, well, with a tagline that is so brilliant. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah, and exactly. They, so and that's they what, expanded like, the meaning yeah. of yeah. just hundred percent you know? And I, I think the interesting thing, you know, going back to sort of less like the brand being a representation of like the entire culture, you could also interpret that in this way though, is that Nike as a brand, all of the people that they pissed off may have been very much Nike fans up until mm -hmm. that moment. Now, because they didn't like what Kaepernick did or represented, mm -hmm. now they'll take that stand against Nike. But I think to their credit, they didn't make this sort of a business decision. They were drawing a line in the sand, as you put it, as to what we think is going to be on the right side of history. Yeah. You know, they actually said something with it, or at least used their brand, you know, brand as a platform mm -hmm. to be a place for to really propel, you know, what he's trying to represent out there, especially in this circumstance, because Nike as a brand, you know, typically it's the creme de the creme, the, like, when it comes to the athlete, they're just saying, well, he today doesn't even play in the NFL and, mm -hmm. and they're getting behind him because they believe in what, you know, his message is. Yeah. Can I ask another question? Nike's been struggling when it's a, with its own internal struggles. Is this an opportunity to shift the attention away from the things that they're battling internally? to another topic? Potentially. I mean, I think, make no mistake, I mean, it's a business. There was, there's, I'm sure there's calculations, oh, of course. you know, behind everything that they do. You know, it's, it's a global brand. This is a highly politicized topic in the States. Um, the it's a football is starting. <laughs> the fact that football is starting. It's a compartmentalized risk for them, I think, to some extent. Um, and it's calculated, I'm sure. But I think, well, also, 
What? What I think is cool is that they're they're turning a lens onto something and they're probably turning the lens back onto themselves That's what I was gonna as say. well. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say, because I think I think they've actually been going through a lot of restructuring, right? Yes. In response to what was going on internally. Yes. So they are a and this is something we always talk about that great advertising, great design, great creative is always a mirror reflecting society back to itself at that time. Yes. And sometimes it's reflecting your own brand back to you because you're realizing what's going on in culture. And I do think Nike, they can't stop making ads. So it's not like they can just be silent for a amount of time, even if everything's not perfect internally. But I agree with you, maybe these ads and them kind of raising awareness about this is also what caused that shift internally yeah. to begin to happen. Well, maybe it'll inspire them internally to like stand up and take a look and, and, yeah. and draw the line in the sand for themselves. Yeah. You know, and uh, that's something really exciting. I mean, having worked with Nike through the years and being around it at the agency that created the campaign of Wyman mm -hmm. Kennedy, uh, you know, it's like, there is a ton of energy that, that Nike puts into things and making statements over the years. So it's amazing. Yeah. And I think it, the one thing I'm thinking about is, is the fact that brands are investing in that younger generation. Yes. And it's, and it's, they're thinking about the future not only with their consumers, but with themselves. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. Do you think that, and we talk about this all the time, like people want their brands to represent something. I'm not sure that I'm convinced that those who decide to not to stay on the sidelines for a lot of different, um, maybe social issues, it's necessarily always a bad thing. No. Because I think, I think it still does apply. Like, do you have some sort of a dog in this fight? I think Nike absolutely did because their brand, as we talked about before, I mean, even today is built on the backs of a lot of African-American athletes. Yeah. They've always represented African-American yeah. athletes. Yeah, we were talking about from Michael Jordan being the yep. black first black face totally. to represent a brand to them taking sports that are traditionally viewed as white sports and then putting a black person as the face of it. Serena Williams, yep. Tiger Woods or whatever. I just think it's, yeah, it's um, it's important to take a stand if you truly believe it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you truly, if you truly believe it, and it's something you represent. Because sometimes I think you can also get yourself in a really bad political. There's brands out oh, there yeah. who've been, you know, maybe you're not a representation of everything that your brand really represents. Yeah, Pepsi. By, Pepsi. Yeah. Exactly. We we went in on them and them. <laughs> right. Because yeah, they they. There is no reason no. for them to talk about that. And then they tried to capitalize on what was going on in mm -hmm. culture. I think something that and I just thought about through what you were just saying is then does Nike, you know, Serena just went through mm -hmm. like kind of a bunch of bullshit mm -hmm. and people are coming after her. I mean, and she's probably the greatest, not probably is the greatest athlete to have ever lived. And will Nike, take a stand alongside her you know does doing this with colin then create this this place where they have to continue to keep up yeah because yeah. now there's this expectation yep. yeah but i think that that's that a that's a beautiful expectation i love it yeah. too. yeah because i and i was gonna say i i think what's also really awesome in its simplest form of platform brands is is basically what colin kaepernick did colin kaepernick used his platform to 
tell his community story, mm-hmm. right? And to stand for a specific point of view that helped propel his community. And that's essentially what brands can do. Nike did the same thing that Colin Kaepernick did and has always done. They, they are using their platform, their success, their reach to shine light on, on their communities and their supporters' stories. And that's what's so awesome. So I do think that why wouldn't they do it with Serena? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Because there's actually been a bunch of um, things that I've seen on Instagram where it showed like all of these males or guys blowing up at the refs. Of course. Right? That are like of way course. crazier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like somebody like slamming their head into the yeah, like the thing. Of course. And so oh, yeah. that would be there's like a meltdown and then Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Yeah. And so I honestly think why not? They should. Because they've actually on their Instagram stories, they've been doing like these quotes with the mm. images cool. that have all of these people's stories that I think that, yeah, they should, they should fucking backstory. Yeah, yeah, they should. I mean, and I think that the thing is they truly do believe at their core. Like I think throughout the company that this will be on the right side of history. Mm-hmm. Right? I think you made a good point earlier and you were saying typically people will support people after the fact. Yeah. This is like current and live. Not only is that, it's like they brought this subject back up, you know, like they brought this back up in society like all right this was kind of finally dying off from a discussion topic you know maybe not for those who are truly passionate about it but they they brought it back up They're like don't forget about this that's happening it's football season now it was the perfect time but that, that honestly it's is still true. Yeah, yeah but it's fine because like, usually when when a company has an athlete that goes through some sort of like uh-oh mm-hmm. this is kind of dangerous for the brand <laughs> They just kind of slowly let them die out, <laughs> yeah. and they never bring them back. Yeah, like yeah, they brought. They're like, oh, now's well, the time. Bring them back. Gotta, Here's the deal. They've probably been making the ad for about a year. Oh right. yeah, so, you know, approvals take a, a bit no. of time. I, well, I work. That's there. what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think what sure. they've done is just a beautiful, calculated plan, right? That's just so from because we were just talking about all of their recent drops, all of their collaborations that are outside of athletics. Yeah. Every recent drop has been collaborations with streetwear 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 they're just doubling down in that culture Mm -hmm. and then they released a culture-based ad that highlights again the idea of open source culture which is culture yeah all of these people are multifaceted deeper than just what you think they are yeah they're fucking investing in the younger generation yeah they know it's time and they've learned what a brand is now. Like they've realized that the definition of a brand is different than what it used to be. So yeah. they're adapting and they're growing. And that that's so incredible to me. It's so smart what they're mm-hmm. doing. It's so good. So there's an interesting thing in this same line of thought though, you know, brands like media outlets, right? Media outlets get a lot of criticism for coming with a, a biased opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, are there certain brands that have a responsibility to maintain neutrality? I think brands that you look to for a source of truth. Yeah. That those are the ones that should remain neutral. I don't think people are looking to Nike for a source of truth. True. Right. Well, those like brands represent they're, something. They're looking to be inspired. So I even think that that still is what harkens back to who Nike is. They're just do it, mm-hmm. and the, even the idea that everybody with a body is an athlete. If you kind of dig deeper into that, it's really just this inspiring message that no matter who you are, you can have impact, right? And so that all of what they're doing aligns and it's more aspirational than it is a source of like media truth. 
but they also play a different role. Yeah, they know? play a different role in, in the world. Like, you're, you're buying it. It's not free. Yeah, right? exactly. So well, you buy I, into a brand because it's a symbol of something. Yeah. yeah. Rather than, uh, you know, a, a source of information or something mm-hmm. like that. I think, well, it gets kind of confusing, though, because some things are very cut and dry. But I think every brand is selling their information as truth. So, like, it gets... It can be confusing, I think, at times. So, I mean, for the, for instance, this Nike thing, I think it's very easy to understand what's right and what's wrong, or at least mm-hmm. for me it is. But, um, I mean, you were talking about, you were talking about media outlets and all of this stuff and, and them being a source of truth, but because, because truth is so it's truthiness yeah it's like it's kind of relative now it's truth isn't really like all the same for everybody anymore (laughs) so it becomes like really cloudy you know it's it's hard to i think i think it's it's difficult though like you, you can go through a case by case like um twitter gets sort of uh they get sort of lambasted for like being left-leaning and and overly sort of um, overly criticizing maybe like right-wing opinions, mm-hmm. things like that. There's certain 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 outlets that certain outlets that receive criticism for being left or right oh, or you well, know what I mean. Like I mean, certain brands, if, if when do a, they represent something? Well, that's what I'm saying. If it if it starts as a platform that's supposed to be for everyone, sure. Right, like Nike is not so, a platform for everyone. Right. Right. Twitter was a platform for everybody. Mm-hmm. Facebook was a platform for everybody. Exactly. But then as soon as it then leans one way or the other, then it's no longer a platform for everybody. Right. Yeah, I mean, you're, somebody's you're opinion that it's leaning. Yeah. Yeah. Boom! <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. We don't know that it leans. We don't. Well, no, but when they, when they, when they, kick, some, when they kick somebody off and say you cannot post anymore, then essentially it's leaning away from whoever followed that point of view. So I think that that's been like the big fallout with Twitter is that like there's people who are racist Mm -hmm. in the world and they want to post stuff. Right. (laughs) And then when Twitter kicks them off, that whole group of racists are like, you're leaning. Yeah, exactly. You're leaning against against our racism. Yeah. Well. Well, there's people that are like hyper leftist. Like it goes both ways, right? Yeah. So there's people that are on both sides that are extremists that they end up kicking off because it's too far one way or the other. Yeah. So it does, I think in their- it, it, is, it is a weird thing because they are brands, they have the right to take a stand, but if they start as a platform that is supposedly for everybody, it's a weird thing. I don't well, that's know. what I mean. This is There's a, brands this is a that have the right to take a stand. See, it is though, but you look at something- okay, Because, like, because like, you yeah. also have to like recognize their influence. Yeah. And if we are, if a brand also has a, if their mission is also to propel and push forward the greater good of society, then they have the right to lean one way or the other. Correct. But so there's a responsibility that we assign to people on how do you define where that takes place, like where you can have that lead. Because there are laws that protect people. <laughs> there are laws. Totally. You know what I mean? No, no, it's totally. like you cannot claim things that does something unjustly to someone yeah. else or, mm-hmm. you know, before there was the digital age, people were protected from yeah. other individuals. Yeah. And so this is about protecting people from other individuals. Yeah, like and if someone's putting a target on your head, you need to be protected. And it is also like, it is, it's really complicated. I think about this all the time because 
when it was just print, mm -hmm. you could have the rules and regulations on editorial content. Yeah. Right? Where it needed to be, it needed to tell both sides of the story. Yeah. It needed to be a little bit more like researched deeper. Right. But now that things, again, open sourced, yeah. it's harder. Mm -hmm. Again, who is to say what is truth or what is not truth? These people have a specific truth. Another group has another specific it's truth. Relative. It's well, all relative. There's, so then it's hard to... We can all argue that there's certain subjects that have gray areas that come down to value systems, right? Mm -hmm. There's certain subjects that come down to personal value systems. So do brands have the right in those in that area to talk, to speak on those things? So this is do. what I was talking about with Chick-fil-A. <laughs> like, Chick-fil-A really took the unpopular yeah. side of things and, and well, the, but they're fine because well, but yeah. unpopular where we live mm -hmm. well that's not yeah. unpopular where we live right correct you know and but, but their sales went up mm -hmm. gangbusters mm -hmm. <laughs> but i feel like they're <laughs> but i feel like i feel like Good they're one. fine to do that nike is fine to do that i think it's harder when you are an open source Type of brand mm. when you are a youtube mm -hmm. when you right. are a facebook when you are a twitter it's harder to draw that line in the sand because you're essentially saying you don't have your first amendment right yeah you don't have your freedom of speech yeah true that's the hard part right. but those because those brands, brands are all, those they, brands also you don't have to pay for like there's not the you know what i'm saying like it's it's a weird thing like, thing. It's, like just, they, it's, they just, it's just it's just but it's just how they people, are it's literally how people communicate but people opt in to use those platforms yeah. No, I agree. And so I think that you that's abide the, by their value system, right? Yes. Or am I wrong? No, I, I, I think that they should. I'm not arguing against that because I do not agree with the fact that there is fake news and how easily that spreads. I think there should be more regulation on those platforms. But you, you sign terms and- No one reads that. But no well, one. but that's, <laughs> that, doesn't that's, that doesn't mean that, that, that that it doesn't it still exist. Ex yeah, it still exists. No, but I think that right. that's what ends up happening. Like people, no one reads that stuff. I mean, it and is then, funny though that everything that is permissible on Twitter, like all the crazy things that are said, that yeah. there is actually a line. Like that yeah. is, it is yeah. surprising. Yeah, that's how I think where people are like, what the, the <laughs> like, line? How did, how did I find the line? Because I see so many things on there all day long that are just absolutely absurd. Because so is, it, is like, it literally just things that are hyper-polarizing that destroy the fabric of society? Right. Like, is that the only thing that we ban? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, right? I mean, they, they granted, their, their, so much, their so value much... system that they do outline, it's like, you can't, you can't be racist, you can't attack people, you but can't they, propagate think lies, about, right, on these platforms, but and that's everybody usually what does. People, so, like, I, well, many people do. I'm in no way a Trump supporter, but for all the people who say, like, so much crazy shit about Trump on there, and it doesn't get flagged, like, I th personally, I find a lot of the tweets hilarious, like, they're funny, but, for no one to get stopped about that, like saying that Trump should die or that he, you know, it's like none of those things get flagged. So I wonder, I want to know where the line is and yeah. how you find that. That's like that's the difficult thing is like when we say a brand like Nike can come out and say they whatever can. you want. I mean, essentially they're, they're coming out and taking a stand on this, this issue, right? Which people have different sides of. Can Twitter do that? Can Fox do that? They do. Can MSNBC do. do that? I mean, no, they, but I'm saying like, they absolutely do. It's so just no, more of I, like. So I honestly, I honestly think Fox, CNN, all of them can do that because it's not open source. Yeah. It's not essentially getting rid of these people's First Amendment mm -hmm. right. I think that that's how they view it. 
Like this is how we communicate. This is our town hall. This is our community is social is the internet. Mm -hmm. So then if you're like, no, you can't talk anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Then you can't communicate. Then I feel like that's why people get upset. I don't agree that all of that stuff is on there, but at the same time, if you just kick everybody off, then all that's going to happen is something's going to bubble up underneath. Mm -hmm. You're just sweeping the problem under the rug. They don't, it's not like they stop talking, right? They're still talking. It's better to track them. Yeah. I just, I feel like it it always comes down to this. Any brand that's a private brand has the right to do that. The CEO of Twitter can come out and say, I hate all right, like just, you know, I hate all right opinions. Right. But you have to be willing to deal with the, the repercussions yeah. of that or whatever that means. They, they have the right, but I also think it's, like, as we're talking about it, it is just this, it's a super complicated, super yeah. nuanced issue. Because again, if they were to do that as a brand, not that it's not even the fact that they would lose all these people. If one of the things is to propel the greater good, mm-hmm. by kicking all of these negative people off and just having one group on there, all it does is create the echo chamber. Mm-hmm. Right. That exactly. already created. I mean, it what, reinforces this idea of echo chamber. What kind and of only, meaningful conversations are going on on Twitter, though? I'm I'm using Twitter as like God. an example of like Facebook, YouTube, all of that. I mean, Facebook right? too. Facebook is garbage. But guy, people <laughs> think that people. That's what they're saying. Like people feel like they're having meaningful conversations, even though we don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. That's, that's just true. it. Yeah. They are a platform who's stood up on the idea that here's a place for you to speak your opinion. Yeah, and mm-hmm. connect. And that's where I think that they get criticized for having a line in the sand at all, mm-hmm. generally. But it's a space ghetto. It basically is. <laughs> it's a space ghetto. Damn, it's a space ghetto. <laughs> oh, you never heard of space ghetto? No. Uh, don't. Don't go to don't it. Don't go. Listeners, don't go to it. Don't go. But yeah, it's essentially like that. It's just uh, you know, so many people are going to space. It's a sea. It's a sea of weirdness. A sea of everything. World star hip hop. Basically. Yeah. But worse. But worse. But worse. Yeah. Okay. This. This took a turn. Took a strange turn. I think ultimately, and the, the thing that we're trying to do is just sort of recognize that it's, it can be an extremely powerful thing for a brand that has a platform. In the same way, you made the point that. Kaepernick had a platform and he utilized that as a way to propagate a message brands can do that and it can have in my opinion I think it's more around the idea of you as long as you draw a line in the sand for yourself and you're willing to stand behind that line it can be an extremely powerful thing mm-hmm. yeah that may be good that may be bad yeah but it's an extremely powerful thing for brands to be able to do today and I think that mm-hmm. uh, people their consumers are kind of respect that yeah yeah um in one way or the other yeah respect and demand it yeah that's what i say i think it's going to be the next wave i mean because we talked about politicized brand i think that is the wave of successful brands Mm -hmm. yeah whether it's might not be as big and on grandiose of a scale as nike but as a brand you should be connecting with people based on shared values and interests from the jump from the get-go and therefore, if you're doing that, there is something that you and your customers both believe in that you can stand behind and support them and give them a stronger voice. I think that that's sort of the principle of platform right. brand. And that's what we're going to need to see from brands moving forward in order to really connect with people like Gen Z. Yeah. It's exciting. Scooty Woo! Anyways. Until next time, peace out.
Thank you.